Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Fried Green Tomatoes. Go check out our previous episodes if you haven't yet. There is a lot of information there. Um, today in episode eight, we will be discussing more about training. Once again, I'm Lauren and joining me is uh, my friend David. Hello, hello. So how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How about yourself? Good, good. Kind of tired, but I'm really excited to cut down these plants. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, so... Just for reference, I'm I'm about two weeks out from harvest date right now, and it's uh it's always willpower. It takes a lot of willpower. Yeah, I've seen pics and they look awesome. I cannot wait. Yeah, and I'm sure there's gonna be some pics up on our Facebook um, as well. So feel free to check those out. Yes, please do. All right. So today, what are we, what are we doing today? Training. Okay. Yes. Yeah, training. we're talking about training. So why does plant training increase your yields? Uh, okay, so when when a cannabis plant is left to kind of do its thing and you don't mess with it at all, it pretty much grows in the shape of a Christmas tree. So it's going to have one main cola or one main branch just coming right out the top of it, um, and that's going to produce one large, large bud at the very end or top of the plant with smaller buds all around the outside, kind of making that traditional cone shape that you think of when you think of a Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So training a plant is kind of making the plant understand that, or at least believe that there isn't one main bud site on the plant, that all of them should be, um, the growth hormones that actually grow the buds themselves should be distributed evenly across all the branches, as opposed to just the one major main stalk of the plant. So um, it, it will kind of dissipate that growth hormone and spread the growth out, giving you many more buds that are smaller. Um, but in the long term, that's going to end up giving you a, a higher yield. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we're talking about actual training techniques of plants, so there's basically three different ways that you can stress your plant that's going to give you a positive outcome. And that's really all the name of the game is when you're talking about training, putting your plant through enough stress to get a reaction, but not so much stress that it stunts growth or causes other problems with the plant. Um, So the easiest way to do this without stressing out the plant uh, is called LST, which stands for low stress training. And generally that's um, just like bending down leaves or securing parts of the plant, like certain branches lower than the rest so that you over time um, generate an even canopy across the plant to really spread out those growth hormones across all those branches. And so when should you start doing the low stress training? So you can start doing that even when it's a little seedling. So as soon as it gets its first couple of nodes, you can really just start flexing them and rolling them in between your fingers um, and just working out those branches. One, it's going to increase the strength of the branches. So across time, your end result is going to be much sturdier branches and then your buds aren't going to flop all over the place. Um, Also, as you're bending these, you can kind of slowly guide branches to grow at certain heights or in certain direction. Another common thing that you're going to see is um, taking plant twisty ties or um, some people call it gardening wire. Uh, Some you use all types of different things to you remember how I said there's one main branch just coming out the center of the plant? Right. So what you're going to want to do 
is you're going to slowly, don't just grab the branch and just bend it, right? Because you're going to break it. But you want to slowly bend the branch more and more until it's even height with the, the lower branches that are growing up around it. And then once you have it uh, pliable enough to bend that far without breaking, that's when you tie it down uh, with your gardening wire. And again, the the theme here is that you want every single branch, regardless of how high or high low it's coming out of the main stalk, you want all of them to be equal in height so that they're getting light um, distributed across all of them equally. Because if that happens, they're all going to bud equally as well. That makes sense. So does anyone do like a no technique plant training? Yeah, so there are some theories. Um, and, and usually when people do this where they don't, have, it's one of two things. Either they're they're new to growing and they don't want to risk stressing out their plant because it is a risk. You could break a stem, or you know, sometimes I've done it before where I've broke the main stalk and killed the plant. Right. So um, a lot of people do no technique at the beginning, um, and they're also uneducated on how to train a plant. So there's that, and then there is a technique of growing called sea of green. Um, which we'll probably touch on in a little bit more detail later, but that, that all revolves around doing no training to the plant at all. Okay. What so, about super cropping? Super cropping is a little bit more extreme than light stress training. So super cropping is something you can do. Let's say you misjudged uh, the height of your plant, right? So mm -hmm. super cropping, you can take the main stalk and completely bend it sideways so that the rest of the plant can then catch up later. But when we're, when I'm talking like an extreme bend is like a 90 degree cut to the left, right? So you just take the main stalk and then by the time you're done training, the plant, the top of the plant is completely laying sideways. Mm -hmm. So that would be a super cropping situation. And like I said, it can be really helpful to wrangle the, the plant and, and, you know, if, if part of it's growing way too much higher than the rest of it, you can do something extreme like that to balance out um, the weight distribution. Just be careful how far and in which direction you bend it, because again, the weight distribution can, can cause the entire plant to fall over once it's budding, if you've super cropped too extreme. Um, or worse, you know, the branch could be uh, under so much stress because of the, the heavy angle that you're putting it under, then that branch breaks. So you just have to be a little bit careful um, and you kind of learn, you know, just through doing what is and isn't acceptable, what the plant will, um, you know, thrive through. But, it, you know, it's a weed, so it's going to it's going to survive no matter what. It's just how much yield uh, is it going to benefit or cost you, depending on on what you're doing. OK, and what was the screen of green that you, technique you were talking about earlier? Okay, so there's two different kinds. There's sea of green, and then there's screen of green. Okay. So screen of green is um, a technique where you use a screen over the top of the plants, and then you um, weave the plant in and out of the screen to eventually just have ideally one bud site in each square of the screen. And for those of you who have never done this technique, uh, they're called trellis nets. So you can go on Amazon or wherever, you know, go to your local grow store and get trellis netting. And it's just going to look like, um, like, you know, a volleyball net. And you're going to hang that up on top of your plant just above uh, the canopy, right? So say the canopy is two feet 
before you start flowering, you want to put that scrog net just about six inches above your canopy. Then as you switch it up over into flower, it's going to explode in growth. It's going to grow the extra six inches. And then you can start making sure that each one of those little squares inside of the net has one bud site in it and only one. And then you can kind of, you can trim everything below the trellis net. You know, this is a, this is a common gardening tool that's used, especially in tomatoes, any, anything that's like a, a vine. So like, you know, grapes, tomatoes, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so if you do this correctly, especially if you're going outside, uh, trellis nets also safeguard your plants from pests and insects and ground rot. Because, um, again, everything below that trellis net level, you know, isn't going to ever, um, you know, bud anyway or be meant to bud. So you might as well just trim it. Okay. And then um, there is the most stressful thing that you can do to your plant, which is going to be like um, damaging or removing parts of the plant in a strategic way um, that will ideally increase your yield down the road. So, um, you know, things like topping, femming, um, you know, things of that nature. Okay. And what do you mean by damage? So when, when I mean damage, there's a couple things that you can do. One is, um, you know, one technique that's pretty extreme is people just cut the the very center of the stalk of a plant to stress it out when it's in the middle of flower um, to increase growth hormones, right? Or um, we'll talk about topping here in a second, but topping is where you completely cut off a part of the plant to stimulate growth. You know, so it's basically just removing a completely a part of the plant or damaging it enough to where you get a certain reaction out of the plant. Okay, and how do you know which parts of the plant to damage? So that depends on the technique um, that you're going for. So we'll start with um, topping. So the idea of topping is uh, to completely remove the top of the plant's main stem. This can be done at any stage of life, but essentially it all goes back to that one major stalk that we were talking about at the beginning. Okay, mm-hmm. so if, if there's one major stalk that the plant is feeding all of its growth hormones through and then it's just dissipating out into the leaves, whatever. If you cut the top of that off, the very top node where it's just now growing brand new leaves, what's going to happen is the spot in which you cut it, whatever node is below that, is now going to grow into two bud sites. Okay, one, one okay. we'll just, you know, theoretically one out the right side, one out the left side, right? Mm-hmm. So these two, which was one bud site, will now be two main branches, okay? So if you let that go a couple more nodes and then top both of those branches, now you have four main branches growing all at the same time. Um, and then the main branches will also grow bud sites off of them, like off the main shoot, just like any other main um, you know, main stalk wood. So the more times you do this, the more bud sites that you have. And effectively, you just, instead of the tree growing upward, whenever you cut off the top of it, it's going to start growing outward. Right. So it's going to get bushier and bushier the more that you do this. But again, there's a price to pay. Every single time you do this, the buds that you're going to get, you know, like a one bud weight is going to be less because it is going to evenly distribute the same amount of growth hormones across two branches now instead of one. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
All right. And what about femming? Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, femming is um, very, very similar to topping. So the idea of femming, so you know how I said if you rip off the top, it's going to glow, it's going to grow into two separate main stalks. Mm -hmm. So femming is when you don't cut off the entire flower site, but you cut off like the top three fourths of it. Okay. When you do that, um, instead of it turning into two different bud sites, it's going to turn into four. So it has similar amounts of efficacy, like meaning how much it, it succeeds and how much it fails. Mm -hmm. But it's less of a chance of severely stressing out your plant because you're not destroying an entire node completely and rerouting those growth hormones. Instead, you are just keeping the growth hormones at that one node, and then it just explodes into four directions as opposed to just the one direction that it was going. Okay. The downside to this is that Femming is much more likely to fail at actually breaking what's called the um, apical dominance, which means the main branch being the biggest and the strongest branch in the plant. You're trying to, um, you know, with topping, you're trying to break that understanding the plant has of a main branch and start seeing all the branches as the main branch. Right. So um, what is manifolding? Okay, so manifolding is kind of what I described earlier. <clears throat> so once you become more familiar with growing, you're going to notice when your vegging plant is in certain stages, right? So manifolding is having two very specific time periods, not in terms of days, but in terms of when, when I think about time periods for plants, I think about the number of nodes the plant has. For example, as soon as uh, a plant's spread its first set of real fan leaves. That's going to be one node. Above that is going to be the second node, which is the main growth. And it's going to do this so on and so forth. As soon as it gets to node number four, I know I'm going to top it, right? Every single time, okay. regardless of the strain, whenever the fourth node comes up, I top it right there. That, because mm -hmm. it's still soon enough to where the main stalk is very, very low in terms of actually touching like the, the soil bed, right? Mm -hmm. You still want it to be close enough to that. You want it to start deviating into many branches sooner because it's going to be easier to keep everything even if you do one when it's, you know, early in life. Right. So then those two main stalks are going to have the main bud that would be at the end of that stalk plus offshoots. So as those offshoots are coming, um, you know, closer and closer to the same height of the main branch, I then bend down the main branch to be even with those secondary branches. So I'm, I'm starting to create my canopy. So then the two main sites will say there's at this time six sites on each of those main branches that I've created. Now I'm going to top all 12 of those sites and turn them into 24 at a very specific node number down the road. Okay to maximize the number of bud sites that I'm creating per plant. Right. So this is an easy way to dramatically increase your yield while only having two major points of stress on the plant, which is going to be at, you know, node four or five, and then, you know, around four nodes later 
you're going to top them all again. Okay. But um, one downside to keep in mind when you're doing this is that when you, when every single time that you top your plant, you're going to slow its growth for probably about a week. It's going to try to recover. It's going to start redistributing uh, the growth hormones, and then it's got to grow new bud sites from scratch. So every single time that you do this, it is going to significantly slow down the growth for about a week, maybe a little bit longer. Okay. And what about defoliation? What What is that? Okay, so defoliation is the process of removing parts of the plant that are not conducive to a healthy grow environment. So if you do not defoliate your plant at all, um, you're probably going to have a pretty thick canopy, which is good, but you're also going to have an under canopy that's also really, really dense, which potentially is bad. One... Only buds that get direct sunlight are going to grow. And actually, well, the other ones will grow, but they won't become, you know, full potency of what the strain is capable of. So really, your primary sites are going to be the ones that are directly under sunlight, which is why you want it to grow out and not up. You're increasing surface area. Right. Um, anything below that in the under canopy that isn't getting sunlight is going to be garbage. Defoliating is um, decreasing those fan leaves to increase the amount of bud sites that are receiving direct sunlight. Mm -hmm. Now, some people defoliation, there, there's other options than defoliation, but that's the, the method that I use. So if I see that a fan leaf is directly covering a bud site, I'm just going to rip that fan leaf off. I don't care if it's healthy or unhealthy. Okay. Um, and then, so I, I'll typically just stand over top of the plant and look down on it. And then anywhere where I see fan leaves that are in the way, I'll just start ripping all those off. But I will always leave um, a very, very bottom canopy, right? Like I don't want light to go shoot all the way from the top of the plant to the pot without hitting a leaf if I'm looking directly over the plant, if that makes sense. Yeah. And at this time, would you get rid of like, um, you know, leaves that may have some um uh, you know, some other issues, like maybe they're starting to brown or yellow. Would you get rid of those leaves at this point as well? It depends on the amount of damage. Um, if it's not blocking a bud site, I will leave it as long as possible. But as soon as the leaf is 50% of the leaf is damaged or more than that, I will rip it off at that point. But okay. unless I need to rip it off due to damage, I will let it go as long as I possibly can. Because um, this is something that we've talked about in other episodes, the idea that the plant will pull nutrients away from other parts of the plant and then feed it to the buds to help them grow better. This means those little leaves that aren't necessarily getting a whole lot of sunlight, the plant's going to suck all the nitrogen and potassium out of that and then just dedicate it right back around to your bud growth. Okay. All right, so that leaves us with really only one other form of training your plants, and that's really the manipulation of the timeline to increase or decrease the times in between harvests. Okay. And why would you want to increase the time of your harvest? So you want, you want to increase the time in between harvests when you have a very specific set of um, nodes that you want to be topping at. So if you're manifolding, right. Mm -hmm. If you, if there's very, specific time windows that you want to do certain things to the plant so that you can get consistent yield results, then 
you're going to have to um, push out the normal timeline. Whereas on the other side of the coin, which is what we talked about earlier, C of green, right? I guess I can explain what that is real quick. Okay. So um, the C of green technique is the exact opposite of manifolding. So C of green is you don't want to train the plants at all. You don't want to top them. You just want to let them grow naturally, but you're going to lose yield that way as opposed to taking your time and topping it and, and letting it grow out full. But the C of green is called the C of green because you want a large number of small plants that um, aren't taking up a lot of space. So you can pack a bunch of them tightly in there. And only get, you know, maybe an ounce and a half, two ounces off of each plant. But you have 15 plants, so it doesn't matter, right? Right. Whereas the screen of green, you want to maximize surface area. So in a situation, um, this is immediately applicable, would be like, it depends on the law of the state or the country that you're in, right? So currently we're in Virginia. So we can only have four plants at any given time. Right. So if I want to maximize my results and not have to have more harvests, I want four really big plants that are going to yield me a lot of buds and then I don't have to grow again. But if there are no plant restrictions or if let's say the plant restrictions in your state or country are like 20, it's a lot less effort to just throw 20 plants in a closet or a grow tent and never have to top them, never have to train them because training and topping is an ongoing process. Like this is something that you should be doing every single day. As soon as you walk in the room, that should be the first thing you're looking at. You're going to go inspect your leaves. You're going to inspect your plant and you're going to start training while you're inspecting, right? Because you're already moving bud sites and, and leaves around to make sure there's no pests, make sure there's no mold, make sure none of that stuff's going on, make sure your air supply is good. So while you're doing that, you might as well be training, which is just kind of running, running the bud sites through your fingers and just kind of making those making those stems bend and, and twist because the more you do that, the thicker they're going to get over time. And, um, you know, when they're young and they're vegging, they're very pliable and you can move them and they won't break. But as the plant gets older and it gets closer and closer to flower time, those branches are going to get very, very brittle. So you can't train anymore. If you try to train um, a plant that's already flowering, you're just going to break the stem and you're going to kill that bud site or whatever bud sites were attached to it. Right. So, right. you know, that's, you know, they're polar opposite ideas, but it's really, do you want quantity or do you want, you know, quantity as in number of plants, or do you just want a quality in terms of yield out of one really, really large plant? Right. All right. Well, great. That was a lot of really good information on training. Um, in the next episode, we are going to discuss pests in more detail. Um, if you have any questions about anything that we have talked about so far, or if there's something you would like us to discuss, please reach out to us via email at vafriedgreentomatoes at gmail.com. You can message us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And we look forward for the next time. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.